the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of Welcome to this Friday meeting. It's delightsome to be in the presence of the King. Are you excited? Yes, sir. Okay, so I stood here when I came in earlier and I asked, Lord, what do we delve into? Now, normally I don't, as we just go, the direction will be created. That's a normal thing, but once in a while I ask, and I flipped my Bible, the first place where I fell on said, listen. The next one said, listen. I don't know what passages they were. I just know when I did this, I saw, listen. I did this again, I saw, listen. So I just smiled and just listened. And decided that we'll continue to look at listening. Yes? Yes, sir. Uh, because it's when the owner of the house tells you, listen. <laughs> now when I saw the first one, I smiled. I went like, ah. Ah, what coincidence. I flipped it again. Listen. <laughs> the exact spot. Ah, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. So he says we should listen. Last uh, meeting on Wednesday, we saw that you should listen to those that God keeps in and around you, close ones, as close as a spouse, provided what they are saying is what the Lord is saying. And if what they are saying directly contradicts what the Lord is saying, do not listen to them. If you listen to them, everyone will be in trouble. Who was the example first? Who was the example of someone close who should not have been listened to? Her name is Eve. Good. Then who was the other example of the same wife, but what she said was to be listened to? At that time, okay? Doesn't mean permanently Eve gave bad advice. Not at all. But when she gave that counsel, she should not have listened to her husband's voice. The Bible does not even tell us that she said anything. The Bible tells us that she gave it to her husband who was with her. It's God that points out that he spoke. She used words. Because life and death are in the power of tongue. Power of the tongue. And many people do not know the power of the tongue. And it, because we don't know the power of the tongue, you place yourself in the way of people's tongues. You should never be in front of. There are people you should not. If you have any sense, you won't listen to them at all. You won't even be in this space where they are talking. The moment the serpent went, Eve, she should have left the space at once. As Eve, as the serpent just said, Did God say, he said, excuse me, the thing I was cooking, just leave. For years I've told people, don't have discussion with the devil. Again, it seems I don't say so many things anymore. Please, go and listen to the old messages. So don't say, uh, but you never told me. I've told you to listen to the old messages. There are very many foundational things. I said, all the people that came in in the last one, two years, three. Don't tell people you have heard me. Go and listen to me in 2, 16, 17, 18, 19. You must listen. Don't say I didn't warn you. Because I'm acting like someone who is building, continuing from the third floor. 
go to the found, go to when everybody knew nothing. Go to that time. Go back then to when I presumed that a lot of 90 something percent of what I said was brand new to the hearing. Because when I speak today, I'm speaking to people who have heard me for years from 216 here 17 and 18 presume that the same way you see with in a family and the younger the older children they taught them many things have you noticed usually the latter children don't know much because they don't train them when the parents started new, the mindset was our children will be mm -mm. as they grow older <laughs> those last bonds that's why they come out they are usually quite lousy the lousy last one. Hmm. Is it the, is the last ones attacking me? Someone give me hair in my, in my water. At least I found it. Maybe it came from the hanky. We will know when the time comes. Not here. All of it are always struggling to know things. You know one day, it's somewhere around here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Without be knowing things. They'll just tell you that thing. They'll just play the film for you. Go like heaven. <laughs> Is that person in this heaven? You don't check wh wh where are they? Wh which side? That's why I'm coming. I need to see someone in Russia. <laughs> so you are the one. 2022 it was you. Give me back. In the age to come, when I say heaven, I don't mean the sky. We are not going to be in heaven for the ages to come. You're going to be on earth. This space. The Bible says so everywhere. Not once did it say you'll be staying there. Not once. You visit. Then Jesus returns and sets up his kingdom. Like it's so plain. I only say these kinds of things once in a while. So you know how much you don't know the Bible. So you go and read it. Are you seeing that method? When you realize how much you don't know, the simplest thing, it makes you at least want to go and read it yourself. Say, that man cannot be right. I know that before you finish finding it, you've covered some scripture. <laughs> how many of you, this happened to you? When you came, I said that you were like, it's a lie. A lie. Raise your hand. Did it make you go and read your Bible? Yes, sir. Was I wrong? No, no, no don't tell them. Don't tell them. I see I might be wrong. In fact, presume I'm wrong. In fact, when you prove me wrong, I'll give you something. There's a price now. Make sure you prove me wrong. Please. At least I mean the process. You read your Bible. You're searching. You don't read. You don't read. Without knowing. You have read five chapters. <laughs> and the will of God is being done on earth. Not sometimes, because of this day and time where everybody gives you verse 2. Listen, it's in the year 10 something and 12 something that they added verse chapters and verses. There were no chapters and verse. The Bible is just like this. There was no chapter and verse. This is to help you find portions. It was not written with chapters and verses. 
That is why sometimes you get to the end of a chapter, the next verse, verse 1 of the next one seems to be the continuation of the... Yes, because it didn't exist. Now, sometimes in the original thing, there's a clear mark that a story ended and another. But when those men, between that librarian and the other bishop that was uh, putting chapters and verses, maybe they got sleepy sometimes. I'm tired. This chapter, you end here. So this chapter and verses just came in about a thousand years ago. Yes, I'm serious. Less than a thousand years ago. That's the first time they put chapters and verses in the Bible. All the time, Jesus, Paul, all of them were reading the scriptures. And for the first nearly 1,000 years, it's why you read. They searched the scriptures to see what Paul was said. They searched. You guys, you don't search. They say, check verse 4. You just go straight to verse 4. You don't have to search. So in the process of searching to find it, imagine they say, as Isaiah said, and you have to find it in Isaiah. Where will he start? Is it not at the beginning? Will you not continue till you find this in verse 65? You've been going. That's how you have read 65 chapters. You now find it. Go and look at the Bible. Jesus is speaking poor. As Isaiah truly prophesied. Tell me where he said. Isaiah towards the end. (laughs) He didn't do any such thing. So I beg you. This chapter and verse. You have done us something. I don't know if those people helped us or made us very lazy. If people without electricity, without other means, were reading through, holding scrolls, these books did not exist like this. This was, I can't remember, about a thousand years ago. That's when books like this, when you read books in the Bible, there were no books. Before a tailor, or so I've forgotten who did it, a bookkeeper, took these things and sewed, they took parchments and kept and sewed. That's when books began. If you know the history of most things, you'll be very impressed. Books, when you read, and the books were open. Scrolls. They rolled it like this. Which could be animal skin, parchment, that was rolled together. It was very hard. Everything was hard. Everything in this life was hard to find, to do. Every book was written. It's 15 something. They invented the Gutenberg Press. Where you can have Things put on metal and you just keep stamping the same thing. And it brings out a whole page. One, one page. They'll keep, keep, keep. They'll keep stamping. One, one, one. Then they'll take all the page. One, page two. All, 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 all. And then join together. Was a very arduous process. Before that, every Bible that existed, they wrote it by hand. Every single one. They wrote it by hand. Scratched it like that. It is why this Bible was scarce. We are so blessed. Oh, we are blessed. You can't believe how blessed you are. Things we take for granted. Why? Why are we so blessed? So, should I say lucky? Because he keeps his best wine for the last. The more you come to the end, he gives the best stuff to you. Remember last one? We are in trouble. One generation will tell another the mighty deeds of God. It's at the end we get the best. Why? Because the first shall be the last. And the last shall be the first. And he's about to come, uh, bring this to pass. So he makes many things easy for us. You don't need to copy out your own Bible. You don't need to have one Bible in a whole city. Where the man can say anything he likes. Interpret anything he likes. 
from the Latin Vulgate. Centuries. Here, the Blessed Virgin, anything he tells you, you believe. Anything he tells you, you believe. Okay, how will you argue? How can you disagree with him? Based on what? Can you speak Latin? Only the priests and some of the elites, the nobility, were trained in Latin. Only in this earth. Could you read or write? You couldn't. So how are you going to tell him, no, but that's not God, what, what God wants. And we take it for granted. All this just changed barely a few hundred years ago. Just a few hundred years ago. From when Jesus died for nearly a thousand five hundred years plus. Even after the printing press came, how many people could afford a thing like this? And then it was in Latin. So which language? People like Luther and the rest began to try to translate to English, uh, to Germany and different languages. And then in England, when you try John Hoss and the rest, they will hunt you down and kill you. Tyndale, how dare you change the Bible from a holy Latin language? Latin Vulgate is from the word vulgar, vulgare. It means the common Latin, the lower level Latin, street Latin. Jerome. Oh, leave it. Point is that whatever they gave you, you took. You could never confirm nothing. That is why our generation, to whom much is given. People, we have finished. I don't know if you ever, do you guys gather and sit together and look at yourself and say we have finished? I don't, that's, when I come, I tell you, we, you are me and you. Ah. Mm. Hey, God knows I'm not saying you. I'm more afraid for myself any day than for any of you. We are finished. You are the guys that they gave a hundred million. Is you. Everybody before you, they gave 10k. Spiritual info, 10,000. Abraham, 12. They gave everybody far less than they've given you spiritually. Your generation. 20 years ago. Your Bible, you have, who has a smartphone? They don't know what smartphone is. <laughs> what do you call it? What about, but it's not every, Android, iPhone is not Android though. An iPhone is not an Android phone. Though. That's why I don't say Android now. Okay, who has an Android or an iPhone? Some people don't know what it is. <laughs> who has that flat phone like this? Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. You have a Bible in it? Yes, sir. Can you click something on that Bible? I mean that written Bible and it starts reading it? Yes, sir. People, we are finished. We are, me and you, we are finished. That's why I look at people. You have time to be an unbeliever. <laughs> what will be your own excuse? Uh, you know, we were in the dark ages. There were no Bibles. Uh? <laughs> this thing has... How many Bibles are here? Uh, your own... Trans um, those who have uh, software Bibles that have many translations. How many is your... Uh -uh, uh -uh, if you have four, so just keep quiet. I'm not talking to you. Please, people who have plenty translations, say something. The rest, don't worry. 
Jesus died for you. 20. 20 translations. Who else? 16. Who else? Can you try and go above? Don't bring us back. Who has my sword? How many translations are in that thing, the original thing? If you download every translation available on my sword, not eSword, on your laptop, if you have eSword, eSword has 50 something at least available for free. My sword. 69 translations. You open like this and you click compare. It gives you the same verse in 69 different renditions. I typically have about, um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. About 16. I typically have about 16 because I don't want the other ones. They are too many. And it's not necessary to have every single one, but I pick a few, you know, and place them there. Have it. I look up things, I read in multiple translations. You can look at it from here, from there, from here, from there, all around. Just in case someone got something that someone, a nuance, an approach to it. No generation, none, nobody. This has never been since Jesus, since the earth was created. Never. Never. Talk about being given much. It's not like they gave us double of what others had. Or five times. Mm -mm. They, we have so much. We don't even know what to do. While you're moving, you can be playing the Bible. It's reading to you. Even if you won't read it. You're entering the bathroom. It's talking. You're coming out. You're cooking. That Bible can be talking to you. And Jesus said, how many of you? Some of you are very slow, but most people here must have done it. You put on the Bible on play and slept and dreamt Bible in the dream. Jesus is talking or whoever. So you don't even need to say, eh, my dreams, my nights are. Have you obeyed what that? Again, please listen to the old messages. I don't say these things again. I used to say it every time. When they were, when my, the earlier ones were young, I said it all. I told them every trick I know. There's nothing I didn't tell them. Put it on. Even if you sleep deeply at one, two, three, four, around four, when you're coming in REM sleep, you start dreaming Bible. You dream it. That passage of the Bible, in that dream, you see Jesus saying, you Pharisees, you see it. Because your ear is hearing it. So you took the word into the other side. Instead of sleeping and dreaming rubbish. Demonic nonsense. Then you're busy wanting prayer. Because you won't have sense. You won't pay attention to your pastor. You won't go and put Bible on. You won't set alarm and wake up by three and put on scripture. Then keep sleeping. So at least your dreams. This, the word of God comes into your dream. Talks. You wake up. You remember what he was saying. You say in that dream I was dreaming. Then you remember later. No, my phone was playing. That's why you should have a power bank. That is why. That's a reason to have a smartphone. That's a reason. That's why you should. No, no. I can't afford a power bank. And there's this shoe. There's this shoe. May your shoe talk to you. <laughs> this clothes. That clothes. There's this dress. There's it. From, from now on. In fact, I'm out for you. Please, if you're a visitor, welcome. God bless you. 
I want to say something to our family members, please. You can close your ears, it's worrying. This is not your concern. All of you online, this is not your business. Sir. This is family matter. Can we cover the screen, baby? <laughs> Let me see any of you with any new clothes. You, <laughs> you tell me how many Bibles you have. No, 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 no. From now, make sure you remind me. All my PAs, remind me steadily. When you see me, just say clothes. <laughs> Password clothes. All of it. As I see you, greet me. Hi. When do you buy this one? When buy... As... Oh, may you have Bibles? Concordances? Oh, you better be correct. How will you buy power bank? 5,000, 6,000. That will give you steady power. When this guy dies, you back it up. Don't buy any nonsense. You don't, you don't need a thousand things. See, you need food and you need clothes to wear. That is all. That is all you need. You have children? One or two of you that may have? What do you want things for? For what? I cut my hair every week. Why do you cut your hair every week? Cut it every two weeks. Save money. How much do you cut it? 200 to 300 to 400 to 500. We won't go higher this more, but don't worry. Those who can afford it. And you cut every week. I shave my, I, I go to the barber to shave. Why? Why do you go to the barber to shave? How much do they charge for shaving? How much? <laughs> Between? So if I shave what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to answer me now. You're wasting time. Hey, I, I scrambled it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, don't let it worry you. It's not, it's, it's not a thing, it's not a thing to be jealous of. When you grow older, you find out you shouldn't be jealous of anyone that has a forest growing on his job. <laughs> they'll be acting as though, as though you're not a man. <laughs> if you see the pain they go through, if you see the pain they go through, If I stay a few days without shaving, my jaw will be eating me, eating me, eating me. Some people just endured it. It became a rainforest. Because they are like, I, we, we don't have this kind of money. <laughs> I'll be reducing this bush every time. But, but my point is that... I'm not uh, shave your beard though. Look, don't, don't especially if your own looks like Sahel Savannah. <laughs> if it looks like a well kept lawn. So what do you do with that? Buy a, a shaving stick, I beg. Learn to use a shaving stick. Huh? Use a shaving stick. Buy a clipper. Make it a project. Use buy scissors. <laughs> please, please do not laugh when I'm saying serious things. Buy scissors and learn to handle it. For years they use scissors. It's because you're spoiled. Other than that, try and save 5,000, 7,000. Keep it. And I hope there's electricity where you live once in a while. Once they dog mm, mm, do it yourself. Do it yourself. Stop spending 100, 100, 100 naira every week. Do people shave their jaws every week? 
hundred times fifty-two weeks is how much? Five thousand naira. In one year, you would have bought a clipper. Eh? I'm saving your life. You would have bought a clipper. It's your clipper. Buy the clipper. And may your baba see you rarely. You may not be able to cut this one. But this one. Just mm, take care of it. In fact, I think, except that I don't, I use shaving powder, but get uh, the other one that is a shaving, electric shaver, just for that, just for shaving. I don't know how much it will cost. Someone should do business. I'm giving someone, who, who is a businessman? Go and buy it and come and sell to us. I'll make them buy, don't worry. Invest. Save money. Save all this. Save time. You can't sit in a barber shop. Then they'll play nonsense on that their TV. Don't sit there, be poisoned. See things you have avoided. This war there, we have to fight. You know, you must fight to survive. We are in a war zone. Much has been given us. Clippers have been given to us. Electric shavers. Non-electric. Some of you learn to use shaving powder. It works. I know it's costly now, but still, a little of it can do wonders. Many people, yeah, if your father didn't use it, it would be hard. Because that's how things pass. My dad used shaving powder, so I and my brothers, we use shaving powder. That's what we've seen. And we can, you get accustomed to what you saw growing up. So it's easy. And if you know you have bumps, me, I don't have bumps, whatever you use on me. I don't even need all that alcohol. Some of you, you're a bumpy, a bump producer. If you're using shaving powder, you don't have those bumps at all. At all. That's why it was invented. To remove, to prevent bumps in black men. Sorry, you don't live with me. I've shown you how. Maybe you fix one day like this, one Saturday or something. And all of you gather. I'll show you how to use Or go online. Don't do what one guy did who used to live with us. Say he wanted to do shame. He wanted to wash his face very well. Then he didn't burn him. He told the truth. Your skin needs a layer of oil. Like now. You've been busy all day or you slept and woke up. It needs that oil as... You know how women, when they are conditioning their hair, they put oil to prevent burning hair. The oil on your skin is to protect you before. So you don't wash your face well with soap. You have removed all defense. So in one minute, so it's stinging. But if you allow it, you put it five minutes. You use a sponge or a cloth and wash up. They'll be, you'll be as smooth as a bottle. And they won't have sharp edges. So it won't cut, bombs are caused by others. Your, when they cut it, it has, it's like sharpening a stick. Then it pierces your skin and your skin reacts. You can't comment. <laughs> That's what you call bombs. Simple things. Some of you don't know anything. Now you get wala, you don't know your problem. They call it the internet. Let's type. Why do bombs come out? Read it. You will see how it happens. Now, yes, there are people that say shaving powder is bad. It will do this and that. Eh. 
I've asked God to protect me. But that's what I've been doing since I was in my late teens. And uh, I'm pretty much okay. Simple things. Find out simple things. Cheaper, simpler ways. That don't take up your time. Are you listening? Because we have a lot of Bible we need to know. A lot. There's a lot we need to catch up on. We don't have time. Why is our generation given so much? Because much will be expected of our generation. It is in our generation that Satan will be cast out of heaven to the earth. And the declaration in Revelation 12 says, Woe to those who dwell on the earth. For the devil has come down to you with great wrath, knowing that his time is short. That's a major reason. So God is giving us the sharpest sword. He's equipping us with the, with the most of the world. Unfortunately, when the devil has seen that there's so many scriptures, so many angles, so many ways to learn the Bible like never before, simplification. There are people who read another translation every year. This year they read King James, next one, New King James, next one, NIV, next one, uh, New Living Translation, next one, Good News, next one. They read one other Bible every year, which is a habit we should form, yes? Yes, We'll be doing it, yeah. So, uh, when do we start? Next year? Huh? This year, which time? Immediately. So, I'll be everything they say. You say, Nana. <laughs> but then you're not doing any. Let's plan well. Let's do all the other things we need. Then we'll plan well. Then we'll be finishing like 100 chapters. 150 chapters a week. We'll do it in chapters, okay? We will, we will. We'll cover. Maybe a time will come. We'll cover in six months, okay? Three to six months, we finish the Bible. We read through the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation in this church. And uh, where were you? That time you didn't know Jesus. But how do I know Jesus? We stood here and read it aloud. A group of people came every day and read out portions of the Bible non-stop. So we covered it. We read it aloud into this building. When we started this place, we read it. So in this, in these walls, Genesis to Revelation. We spoke it. Different people will read. They'll read a portion and go and sit down. Just read, go and sit down, go and read. Sit down. Everybody was welcome to do it. I just remembered. I forgot. But we will read it personally. We will read them in group. We will read through our Bibles again and again. Different translations. As you open, sometimes you read it and you're thinking, what did I really learn? Don't bother now. It's not every time you plan something, you see how it will work. Just go away first. Just go away. When the rain comes, when the time comes, you see things popping out, knowledge, responses you didn't even know was inside you. Oh yes. Oh yes. <clears throat> it's the truth. It's the truth. Respond. You see when people ask questions, you're here on Wednesday. You, if you were here, you see people ask questions. Those questions they're asking, did I read all those answers now? You know some of those things I read in 20 years ago. So when it's needed, the Holy Spirit reminds me and brings it out. 
My job is to store. Your word have I hidden in my heart. How will a young man keep his way pure? By hiding your word in his heart. So, as a young man, 20 years ago, 22, 3 years ago, I began, 1999, to hide away the word of God in my heart. To hide it. There's a difference between studying it and just reading, just reading, just reading. It's going in there. Nothing wastes. It's like when you have children and you're not so all this Bible I'm reading, all this devotion, what is it for? As you're seeing me, so me, I don't like to force anybody. Mm, the child that wants to come out for my devotion, let him come. Don't allow the king of God to flog you. Do you say the child that wants to eat, let him eat? Do you do that? Did your mother do any such thing? Didn't they force you? Let them be in devotion. Whether they like it or not. I don't even know what comes. I don't even like to read the Bible. Don't worry. Are you God? Leave them alone. Just make sure they are there. When it's being pumped out. Are you understanding? How many of you... Small scripture was pumped into you when you're small. It, you know it has contributed to when the time came, it dragged you. Yes! But! The word is living and powerful. What's your business to be putting mouth in God's matter? The child is stupid. Uh-huh. Is he the first stupid child? Leave a stupid child alone. But your parents, they made you. They dragged you. They put you in something. They made you teenage and you detested it. Nobody should force anybody. Force. You can't force them to love God. You can force them to be where they are throwing seed of God's word. When the day comes, they will go somewhere and it will rain. And you see something green coming out of the ground. Oh, that's what happens to so many. This is a fact. I know it. I look at people and I know this one, they must have been scattering seed all over their head. Even many times the people that scattered it are backslidden. It doesn't matter. It's the word of God. It has power in itself. So that's what you should do. For your children, for anybody, just put it there. Put it. Scatter it. Sprinkle it. Just keep doing. Make sure they are there. Even they look like, God, it's so boring. Don't look at anybody's face. Scatter seed. Scatter seed. Don't leave them with the option of nothing. Do you know what comes out of land where nothing was planted? No. No. Not nothing. Give me a real answer. Weeds. Why? Because whether you like it or not, the wicked breeze of this world carries around seeds for weeds around by itself and scatters everywhere. There's no place weeds don't grow. None. They don't pity any place. Like Satan, following evil is automatic. But when you want corn, you must plant it. Have you heard me? Very few times will random good things sprout. But bad things sprout naturally every day. Why? Because the whole world lies under the power of the wicked one. If you were in a um, Gamka, you'd have seen us talk about that. Alright? We have the Bible, people. It is this Bible we are to listen to. It is these scriptures we are to listen to. It's scriptures we are to listen to. Let us listen to the things that God says because our generation has it more than any generation 
Remember, I've given you, I, I always believe in being practical. I don't stand and speak big words and say the Lord wants. I don't talk like that for a specific reason. I want everyone to understand me, young and old, educated and even uneducated. I want you to understand me. Following this God is a practical thing. Have software, Bible software that can read out. They are all free. It's just the data. Have a good phone because of that. You don't need a phone that is too good. Like just a simple phone. Stop looking for things for the wrong reasons. Have things for the right reason. A phone is not for chatting silly chats. For chatting up people. Nigerians, I don't know if it's only you guys that say chat up. Just so bad. To chat up someone means to check them. To chat with someone is normal English. Have you heard me? Before you travel, I'm going to tell someone so I'll chat you up. See, when a big, have you seen, have you seen Americans? You know people are not big here, eh? You don't know? You don't know we are smallish? Have you seen white people? When they say someone is big, they enter through that door. They enter there, and you can come to the place. There are many such people, many. Not one, big, big, big. All of you are tiny people. And tell your colleague, oh no, I just got this job in the U.S. All right, I'll chat you up. You chat who up? <laughs> Boom. You chat with, okay, I'll chat with you. Okay, let's chat on WhatsApp. Let's chat online. I'll chat you up. That's called checking. I've told you, I've warned you. Since the day I warned you people, whichever year it was. 217, I warned you. 219, I warned you. 2020, till tomorrow, people are still saying, I'll chat you up. Is your problem. Go around chatting up. Just be careful. My baby. Someone's husband not call you. I heard you. I read it myself. You said you chat her up. Why? You'll be explaining plenty. Like, what's there? Oh, what's there? What's there? You'll be looking for your nose. Oh, will be like your forehead. Speak good English. Stop speaking anything that enters your mouth. You know, there are people, everything I've said so far, they don't understand it. Right? That tongue, I wasn't responsible for your education. <laughs> listen to the word of God. You have it like no generation. Play it, listen to it. Oh, I beg you. Don't pick times. Don't say, okay, now I want to be holy. What are you talking about? I say, while you're weeding the farm, let scripture be plain. While you're washing the plates in the kitchen, let there be no dull moments in your life. Put on the book of Kings chapter. Some are very nice. Yeah, some of you have to get nice Bibles. Huh? Who has Max McLean? NIV. Okay. Where do you get it? You just found it in there. Collected from 
Who got it from? Who got it? Who got it from me? All of you, you pay up. One day you pay. Oh. <laughs> These days, I don't. I hope that how many of you don't know what we are talking about. Not when you know. Have I told you to be asking the older people about things? Tell them what do you have that is good. So when there were four people that came for Bible studies in my house, and then ten. So the normal thing used to be when they arrived. Again, I don't know. Children should look like their father. <laughs> Thinking of doing a DNA test. Okay, but <laughs> when they used to come, I'll say, "How are you? What's your name?" We'll talk. Okay. Some the first day like this, they see me. Good afternoon, sir. Well, what's your name? Okay, what are you reading? Okay. You have space in your phone? I'll take it, plug into my laptop. Start transparent. I used to keep things in my phone just to zender. Or they zender them. Bluetooth, whatever. And I'll put scriptures. They would despise it. Many of them will say later that they were like, what is this? Some didn't look at it for two years. After two years. Then when sense has moved in with them. Then it makes sense. That's why you don't walk by sight. I'm talking about people that are here. Some are not here. They are online. They are hearing me. You can ask them. Go on your hangout and ask. Uh, who was pastor talking about? Different ones of them. They will wonder, hmm, this man, as I'm leaving here, I'll just delete all those things. Wicked souls, sorry. Christian souls. With wickedness inside. I never minded. I never asked them. I knew, I knew there's wickedness in their soul, but I didn't mind them still. I'll just put it. And I'll put the Bible. I'll put a book of the Bible. So that, uh, Max McClinty is three point something gig. I recently found it again. I lost it over the year. I found it with my friend, I think in Lagos or something. And that's another reason why I spread good things. Because sometimes when I've lost it and I'm somewhere with it, I get it back. There are things I've asked for. I say, who has this? Who has this? I had scattered it like seed in 2014, 14, 15, some 2010, 2014, 15, I will pass it. If they have a laptop, I will lift up, I will lift, I ask them how much space do you have? They'll say, I have space, 10 gig, I will laugh, 10 gig. Because I have 50 gig of content, that's audio only, I'm not talking about others, video. And I'll lift it like this and drop, bam. I'll drop it like that, like that. And that's where we have many of the things we have even floating around in this house. Just for your information. You should know it. But that's also why you must pass on things. So like I'm talking about the bat. Now what's the difference? When you play my sword, Karabadagasha. This is my sword. You open, where are we? As I have 50. Six is here. Isaiah 56. This is what the Lord said. Maintain justice and do what is right. And yet. Blessed is the man who does this, and the son of man who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath without profaning it and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Can you hear it? Let no. Does it sound like a human being or a machine? 
But if you hear Max McLean, oh. <laughs> you like it. <laughs> I wish I could find a clip and play right now. All these unsharp people, even since you know they sharp like me. The man will start in the beginning. Very dramatic, very nice. You know. Bring, 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 bring. And do you have Genesis 1 or 3? And Satan said to the woman, Is you have to trigger the whole thing? Good. Thank you. Just here, the difference between the one where they read and the one where you get for free. <laughs> Volume here. Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. <laughs> you will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. <laughs> then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman, you put it with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me. And I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this. Kai, you hear that voice? Da. Come on, Kai, come on, Kai. You want? Yeah. How much? We got 500. Okay, good. So you know who to worry. You have tomorrow is Saturday. So after the meeting, just plan. It's too big. You can't, we can't place it anywhere. It's big. It's three, the whole thing. Do you have three gig of it? You have all. Okay. It's about, yes? He has all now. <laughs> so, okay, raise your hands if you have all, all the three points, three gig of it. 
Alright, so look at them. There's victory there. There's Charles there. There's Enebia Tekong. Okay. There is uh, Salvation Emmanuel. There is Apion. There is uh, Kenneth. There is Victoria. Basi. So if you take note of those people, go to them after this time, if you wish. To, to Today, it's big. So it will take time to transfer. And then tomorrow also, if you can find them, hunt them down, get their numbers. And then on Sunday especially, all right, get it, create space on your phone. Those days, so when I'll pick, I'll ask them for their phones. I'll say, what do you have? They say, I don't really have space. Say, okay, uh, what do you, I'll open their video. Okay. Uh, okay, delete, 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 delete. I didn't say I'll ask them. I used to be very helpful. No, I'm not so kind anymore, but I'm kind. Just that I send people. You know, but those days I'll do it myself. But you know, a parlor is small. You can reach across and collect something. At this place, you're too far away. So I just delete, delete, I'll open, just see horror films. Just select all. Delete. Just see bad music. Not bad. Music. See music. This one, that one. Delete, 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 delete. I'll check how much. Two gig. No, I'll just keep deleting. Then I'll put in good stuff. And send them away with it. When they come to their senses, they share it too. In fact, when time passed, they started doing the same. They collect, they delete. And they spread good news. It's seed. That's very nice. There's a, a new living translation I used to have. I haven't had the Bibio Epic Bible. I don't know who has it. But let's, we have to create, get this thing and put in our library, our audio library. We have to find this thing and put in our audio library. However, we are going to get it. Let's get it. So some of you can take it and go and give your relatives that don't speak Ibibio, Epic, Ibo, Yoruba. Do you understand? Collect it and take it. And go and put. You go home. You have a relative, someone that doesn't do all this English too much. Take their phone, buy them a memory card. Tell them to buy a memory card if you can't afford it. Put it. Who play? Then they'll be telling you how they play that your thing. Uh, play that your thing. And then teach them to press the button. Even if they're a small button phone, a memory card will still play. I hope you know. Ah, spread the word. Spread the word. As they are listening to it, God will speak to them. How many of you, you are listening to audio, Bible, audio, and it's touching specific things for you? I said specific, not gen, it's not like general Bible, it's like the Bible knows something you are planning to do or not do. Just very specific. Some you are playing, you post it, then as you continue, it just talks to you. Very supernatural experiences you can have. You put that thing on like this, you go to bed. The atmosphere is warded. God has done so much for us, but we don't know. As you're listening, you know one of the pains I have when I'm listening to the Bible, if I put Bible on, there were times I did it a lot, I haven't done it much recently, is that I'm getting Rema, but I can't catch it. Like I'm seeing things, all these things, you know, wow, 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 wow. But I can't write it down because I'm moving. But it's better than nothing, okay? If you don't do this, without trying, the enemy will put weeds in your heart. So this is practical, okay? Don't say, uh, if, uh, I've been trying to make out time to read my Bible. Please, I've just told you how to read the Bible when you have not made out time. You bat 
you sleep, you wash, you cook, you eat. All those are time. All of that. You move. You're moving on the road. Get earphones. It was because of the Bible and messages that I would have audio devices as a young person, as a university and undergraduate. I was listening, walking on the road. I can't be bored. I, I hear people. I've told you. When I was the age of some of you, I, I didn't used to be bored. I didn't understand. Except there's no book. There's nothing to read. Then you'll be bored. What is boredom? Boredom is because the only people you keep company with are human beings. You can see. That's why you're bored. You shouldn't be bored. If there's anything to read or hear or listen to, how, why should you be bored? I hope you understand this. The word is listen, and that's the instruction we've been looking at. Let's look at one or two lessons and go over here. We barely have time. But what I've said so far, that sounds as though it's not scripture. Everything I've said is scripture. God instructs that we should listen to him. Literally, listen means to listen. I just told you one major way to listen to God. Stop saying, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pa-. What are you saying? Do you eat? Are you an elephant? Only elephants eat. Pastors are not the only people that listen to God. Everybody must listen to God. Why did the woman, if the woman didn't listen to the serpents, if the man didn't listen to the woman, all of us would be walking around naked right now, eating fruits without any wickedness in our souls. Everybody will be happy. It won't be hot or cold. This weather you're seeing, this is not how God created it. This earth is damaged. You call it winter, you call it this, you call it that, you call that. This damage, this effect, this is why they said they shouldn't eat the fruits. All the wahala we are suffering. This is it. It's the result of someone not listening. Did you eat of the tree which I said you should not? The woman which you gave me, gave to me, and I ate. I started pointing fingers. It didn't save any of them. If they had listened, listening is the most powerful thing you can do. In this time. It is not listening that got the earth into the problems we are in. It is listening that will get us out of it. Do you understand? Alright? Listen, listen, listen. Karibu I showed you some things about listening. Now let's look at one or two things about Listen, listen. Who shabruba sikatala? I like you to open. Oh dear, I don't like this chapter. Ah, sha. God help. Let me give you two. The book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 9. We'll read from verse 12. Write down if you're writing. We'll be very fast, okay? But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not listen to them just as the Lord had said to Moses. Why did Pharaoh not listen? (laughs) 
So let me give you advice. If you're making points, you're noting down things. One of the reasons people don't listen to God is because God has hardened their hearts. The question is, when did he harden his heart? He hardened his heart after he refused to listen. Exodus 8 verse 15. I'm giving you a very serious warning. In fact, let, 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 let's go slightly set. 8.15. When Pharaoh saw that there was relief, however, he hardened his heart and would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord has said. Do you know what happened here? What happened is that there was a plague that came upon them that made them beg Moses, please pray to God. Let him take away this problem. But when God took away the problem and there was what? If I ask you a question, it means the answer is usually okay. If you read from chapter, that chapter 8, verse 1, frogs were sent into the land. Then Moses prayed. Hmm? If you look at verse Verse 8. Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people. Then I will let your people go, that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Alright? And then go and read on by yourself. Moses said, Okay, set the time. And they set the time. I'll give you the honor of setting the time. He said, When Moses now prayed, verse 15, there was relief. All the frogs died. In verse 13, 14. And... Verse 15, Pharaoh went, wow, the problem is gone and hardened his heart. That's what happens still today to many people. They only listen when they have a problem. When there is relief and the problem is gone, the same person that was acting humbly is no more humble, doesn't obey anymore. As a pastor, I have seen this so many times, more times than I care to count. It's by the grace of God that I'm not cynical. That I don't look at people and say, go away. I know you, you, you change your mind. You, go away. It's by the grace of God I haven't turned my back on people. You see them very soft, very, okay, anything you say I should do, oh, okay, okay. The moment, the problem is gone. When the problem was present, oh, oh. So you, you come by 12. Okay, 12. Is it 12 midnight or more? Um, afternoon? Anytime you say they will come. There's nothing you say they do. They won't do. Let the problem be gone. Why am I not seeing you in church meetings? This is my brother. <laughs> now listen, Anambra. Say, now say, I come to Abia. Specifically, a half year. Eh? Up and down, left and right. Invictus, where are you? Again, this is my sister. It is safe or far. So you won't come prepare. Get ready for him. Transfer. Invictus. <laughs> 
up and down, left and right. Then when there's trouble, I beg, I beg, I won't see the pastor. And get one pressing matter. Me, I've decided no matter will press me. It's my personal choice. None. The older I grow in sense, the less you can harass me. Uh -huh. Oh, you listen now. No, I look up here and I know that you not listen yet. No, no, no. You need to suffer for about eight more months. Just go first. Those days I used to be desperate. I don't want you to suffer for two seconds. Ah, eh, eh, okay. Oh yeah, no, we are praying. You stand and pray for someone for two hours. Between 11 and 1 a.m. You have not rested since morning. Ah, no, 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 no. Now do that for someone that does, has, does not know better. You wait, Sabi, better. You that has heard what? Cool down. The head, it wants to break. Is it my head? My head feels perfectly fine. Last I checked. God wants you to not listen to him only when you have frogs jumping all over your life. Demonic attacks. You know what frogs are? Book of Revelation? You know what frogs are? Evil spirits look like frogs often. Some of you may have seen frogs. Let me introduce you to froggy. Demon spirits appear like frogs. Revelation 16 verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits that looked like frogs coming out of the mouths of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. These three beings, these three entities have the ability to produce unclean spirits. The dragon, that's Satan, the deceiver. You're introduced to him. It's him. I mean, the scriptures tell it's him. The beast, the king, over the system of this world, the Babylonian system. There's not one beast, there's more. There's a beast from the land and one from the seabed. And the false prophet. The false prophet. All of them, when they open their mouth, unclean spirits go up. Now, this land of Egypt it was oppressed by what normally oppresses them. Moses just made them see their true situation. God just made them see. Say, this is your land. Evil spirits hopping everywhere freely. Talk, talk, talk. Everywhere. Evil spirits. And by the power and the authority of God, those evil spirits were driven out, cast out, unclean spirits. You see Jesus doing that. But people come to the Lord. Watch and listen. And the Lord removes the evil spirit that has been oppressing them. He gets rid of the evil spirit that has been oppressing them. Breaks its power. And that human being. You tell them. So now. You see what God has done for you. You have to be consistent. Okay? Don't go back to that old company you were keeping. Do this. Do this. Stop doing this. Start doing this. Don't miss any church meeting. Don't. One, two, three. They harden their hearts. Why? The frogs are gone. Ah, no, for the past one week, I slept perfectly. 
Ah, that thing that used to happen to me is gone. Ah, this, ah, that. I have seen this so many times. I say it's by the grace of God, I'm not cynical. The number of people that stand in front of me, I say no. And I'll tell them, no, go and think about it later. They say no, now. I'm, I've made a decision. All Jesus, all the way. Since they said it till today, I've not seen them again. I tell them, no, don't worry. See, I'm not one of those pastors that pressure people, not make a decision. I'm not, that's why I barely do any, you see me do altar calls. Barely. When I'm talking to people one on one, that's when I tell them about Jesus and all that. I'm, because I'm not trying to appear. There are churches. Why they call people out every time is because <laughs> that's what's expected from them. Peer pressure. I don't do all that stuff. Except God really says, there's someone I want to reach here. Because some people, you don't know what will happen as they are living there. So that's a chance. And they will insist. Just last Sunday, or two Sundays ago, last Sunday, three people. I'm not sure I've seen any of them. Make sure you come tomorrow. Monday we're having the Blessed Bible School. You've made a decision for Jesus. Yours truly. Oh, there's this problem I always have is, it's here, like, I don't even know. It's as if something is crawling all over my body. You pray, it's gone. Ah, thank you. And that thing is gone. Some don't even tell you. They don't, they don't even come back to tell you. They are gone. They are gone. The frog is gone, so they are gone. They behave like frogs. They are hopping from one place to another. That's one of the signs of the evil spirit. It makes them hop around. Can't be steady. When you come into Jesus, you're meant to be stable. Stable. Stabilize. I hope you've heard that. He stopped listening because there was relief. Prayer point. Let's pray it immediately. There's no time. Stand your feet. Every point I make, just pray it at once. Pray like you have just one minute. You're asking God, every area of my life that you have given me relief, that I used to be... Oh, this thing. Who remembers an area of their life they used to be oppressed and you've gotten relief? It was a problem. Some... You had, some of you had 15. Like it was a real problem and you have been relieved. But you've even forgotten almost. But if you think about it now. Wow. This thing used to be a constant in my life. It's one year now. It's six months now. It's four years now. It's not even, wow. It's like you're not the same person. And you used to say back then, ah, will it be ever possible that I can be free of this? I'm giving you one minute to appreciate the Lord. Tell him thank you. Oh, call things by name. Say, thank you for deliverance from this, from this, from this, from fear, from hopelessness. I thought I could never be saved. From addiction, from confusion, from misdirection, from the bondage to relationships, to people who seemed they wanted to kill me, but I couldn't seem to leave them. From terror of all types. Thank you, Lord God. 
Thank you for deliverance. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, good God. Thank you, good God. Thank you, merciful one. In the name of Jesus. Now I want you to pray that God will deliver you from every hardness of heart that comes when someone has been helped. Then you now harden your heart and despise this God who saved you. When he now, you used to say, if God ever saves me from this, I will do this. If God ever answers this prayer, I'll do it. If God ever gives me hope, if, if I ever have direction in this my life, if I can stay one day, if I can stay one week without doing this, I'll do this. Do any of you ever make promises like that? I want you to tell, and I want, think about yourself, whether you have gone back already on that promise after God has done his part. After he has answered your prayer. Have you gone back on that promise? I want you to tell the Lord, I'm sorry for every promise I made, which I've gone back on. Help me now to fulfill my vows. Come on. Help me, Lord God, to fulfill my vows. Deliver me from a hard heart. Deliver me from a hard heart. Help me fulfill my vows, O oh Lord God. As you have done the things that I once didn't believe was possible, I ask that you show me mercy and let me fulfill my vows. If you have delivered me from trouble, if you have set me free from harm, if you have cut me loose from confusion, help us keep our vows, deliver us from a hard heart. Thank you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Before you sit down, back to verse 12 of chapter 9. We read it already, but let's read it again. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not listen to them. The first time, who hardened his heart first? Pharaoh. After that, God helped him. Listen. Oh, 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 may you believe me. May you not be hardening your hearts on God. Because the God I know has the capacity to help you. He's very helpful. He's the helpful God. I'm telling you what I know. If you keep going down a certain road, God will provide transport for the road. I don't, I don't have, we don't have time to explain because we still need to look at a few things before leaving this life. I want you to pray and say, God, please, if there's any area where I hardened my heart repeatedly till you stretch out your hand and hardened it yourself, I beg you, please, please soften it. Please. Because if, see, God is love. Love never fails. If God hardens your heart, it will be hard. I think I've met people whose hearts have been hardened. It's a horrendous thing. You, no one can save them. If the most high is the project manager, ha, ha, who will help you? He's the one that sends his spirit to convict you of sin and of righteousness and judgment. So when you repeatedly tell him, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me, he may leave you alone. When he leaves you alone, his spirit has left you. His spirit is like rain which softens the ground. So the heart, the soil will get harder and harder till nothing can grow because there's no rain. Remember, Second Chronicles 7 verse 13 says, if I hold the heavens and there's no rain. That's how God hardens hearts. 
he stops the rains. Were we here? Did we see it in Zechariah? That any nation that does not come and bring an offering. Was it not here? That he will withhold the rain. Was it? So, what day? Sunday night. That he will withhold the rain. When you don't celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. When you refuse to be with the Lord. When you refuse to dwell with the Lord. The Bible says uh, Cain left the presence of God. And went to the land of Nod. And built a city and named it after his first son Enoch. He left God's presence to go. And the hardness began. And Babylon began. And the cities of men began. And got harder and harder. It starts with your refusing to tabernacle. Celebrate the presence of God. You might be here. The level this applies to you is that. You come to church meetings once in a week. You don't like being in the presence. You don't understand. There is religious church. Where people go to church ritually. And it's dead. In fact, people go sometimes to church meetings, certain church groups, to go and sin, to go and connect with their boyfriend and girlfriend. There are those who do that. Some go to discuss money and plans, prideful plans, how they will go here and shine, and how the acquire will go here and win a prize. I'm not talking, we don't do that here at all. Every time we are here, we are here for business. Every single time. Every meeting is real and has real intentions. And the Lord graces us with his presence. Every time you place yourself in the presence of the Lord, the grace of God, like rain, like dew, sometimes it's like rain, other times it's like dew, like the garden of God, Eden, the dew will rest on everything and it will soften you more and more. Are you understanding? When the day comes, things will grow, sprout. But when you refuse to keep yourself in the presence of rain. I remember 216, 17. I saw how people grew. It wasn't planned. I didn't plan it. They'll come for Monday, Sunday meetings, come for Wednesday Bible study, come for Friday prayer meetings. Maybe it wasn't so from the beginning. Some things were added with time. Yeah, but there was no clear cuts uh, at church meets one, two, three. No. We've undergone many changes on and off as the need arose. And then we needed to do BBS as a separate thing. That Wednesday Bible study used to be BBS. Then it changed. Okay, Monday and Tuesday. Once a week, it used to be Tuesday and Thursday. Then later, Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday, I tell Thursday, you know you. I'll go for this one Tuesday. I'll go for the other one. You know you. Thursday. I still remember because we used to sit in a gutter. So I'll join and sit in a gutter. I'll park my car and then sit by the edge of it. It was a dry gutter. It was a fine gutter. But that was the only chair. I built us his opinion. The trauma remains. As I'm sitting there, my classmate will come past. Ah, barrister. Ah, I'm sitting with young children. <laughs> my classmate is a lecturer. Some of them are my junior self. They'll come and pass. Lecturers. And we have those studies. And then this one. And then that one. One thing after another. One thing after another. One thing after another. So we set certain things, okay, in this place, three times. And that is how I realized it one day. Do you realize, I used to wonder when new people come and they'll be confused for a longer while. And I realized that with the older ones, what happened? When you see people struggling with their old friends, old bad company, evil company. I, it's not just that I told my people stay away from bad company. It is because they were, every, once they are done with class, 
evening. It turned out that every evening they were in a church meeting. Do you understand? If it's not a general church meeting like this, it's a smaller group of Bible, believers Bible school. And later on, some will go for evangelism. And that is how their friends, bad friends, former friends, disconnected from them. That's how. Simply because they could never find them. They were always in church. Some of the friends went and reported to their parents who started persecuting them. What loving friends. Told their parents that they are never in the hostel. That they don't read. Then the results came out and our people will pass. Then they will fail. And them that are in the hostel, they'll be doing everything. Going for a party. Do anything they like. I want people in the presence of the Lord. And it's softening their hearts. The rain. The rain is softening. It's changing you. Till you are so changed. And people cannot understand why you're so different. It's because of the amount of water. Seeds that are coming into you. Till your land becomes a garden. You don't even understand. Why it seems some battle. How many of you notice some battles? You don't know when you fought it, but certain things just disappeared. You can't remember. There was no fasting and seven days, anything. You just notice one day, wait, this thing is gone. I don't mean physical sickness. I mean spiritual conditions. That's what being in the presence of the king does. The Bible says when the king sits in judgment, he drives away all evil with his eyes. So just by being in his presence, he does things. When you are really in the presence of the king, of his word, of his truth, of the wind, of his spirit, moving over you, his water, his word like water, you will be renewed. The face of your earth, you, will be renewed. It's his promise. And he sends forth his word. He heals our diseases. Many people were healed in the same way. Physical afflictions. Without no, any large crusade. Healing crusade. No. Simply coming, be in the presence. Sometimes I pray for the sick. Sometimes it's just a prayer. I rebuke sickness. Sometimes just touching the head very quickly. Simple things. Healings. People have shared testimonies over the time. I used to be afflicted. You've heard different people say, I used to be sick every month. And then they'll say, for two years now, I've not been sick at all. All of that you have heard here. But they never came to me and say, rebuke the spirit of recurring sickness. I didn't have any program. 21 days breaking long-lasting affliction. Come expecting. 2022. I didn't do anything like that. And I like to tell these kinds of stories. So you know that with God, you didn't sow no seed. Nobody here ever sowed seed for any healing, for any deliverance. Nobody. You just came into the presence of the maker of heaven and earth. And in his presence there is Fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So he would bless you of his bounty, his abundance, and give us what we needed without it being extremely complicated. Chronic conditions are taken care of because of who you gathered around, the maker of heaven and earth. I want you to ask the Lord, please. Every area, I have resisted your presence, your words. And my heart has been hardening. Some of you know the area. Then some of you, you don't know. You're like, I think they may be, but just in case there is God, please. I give you two minutes. Pray like he's listening. 
please God, soften my heart. Let it rain again. If you need to say sorry, you need to confess something, make sure you do. Deal with it. Say, God, please. Where I've hardened my heart till I don't even feel guilty anymore. I don't even talk about this. I have resisted the truth till, till there's, there's no occasion. I feel nothing. I have not even trouble. God, please, please, please forgive. Oh Lord, I don't know. I don't know where my heart is hard. If there's any such place, point it out to me. Show me such a place. Areas where I resist you without apology. Areas where you don't bother to speak to me anymore. Lord, reveal to me such a place. Oh, good God, show us. Show us. Tell us. Let us know. Let us know. Merciful God. Father, please be so kind. Deliver us from us. Deliver us from us. From our choices. From our decisions. From ways of life that are contrary. Where the rain has been withheld, forgive, reveal, forgive. Convict us of this sin. Convict us by your good spirit. Let us be restored to normalcy. Please do not harden our hearts. Please do not harden our hearts anymore. Please soften our hearts. Convict, 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 good God. Convict, oh God. Help us feel what you feel. Help us feel what you feel. Thank you, great God. Merciful God, thank you. Have your way, oh God. Have your way. Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and have your way. As we pray, as we pray, we pray to you, Lord. As we wait, we wait on you. Speak your word. Into our hearts and have your way. Hallelujah. Father, I ask, lift your hands, show mercy to this crowd. I ask that you speak your word into our hearts and break hardness. Amen. Oh Lord, please. May we not suffer the fate of Pharaoh, who went on to have his heart hardened till ten times were complete and his whole nation was destroyed. Oh God, deliver us from the path of no return. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. The path that Nebuchadnezzar took years later, the path where his heart, due to disobedience and a lack of regard for your word, became so hard, he became like an animal. Oh God, the path Haman took, that even when you gave him a sign that he had begun to fall before Mordecai the Jew, when he went to ask for a request and the king made him walk and pull the horse of Haman, that path that does not know when to stop, that goes on, went on to build a gallows, went on to prepare an instrument for his own death, that path the path of the one who has refused to humble himself and turn back. 
please, by your mighty spirit, by your finger, your spirit of truth, touch every heart. Melt away the hardened. Soften. Make us acceptable to you. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Have your seat, have your seat, have your seat. Let's look at one more thing. Pray one more prayer and go. I could stop there, but there's so much listening to do that it, I don't know when we will finish. You know, so this is what happens. The Holy Spirit may move upon me tomorrow and say it's enough. And whatever we got, that's all. Has happened to us many times. We started some Bible studies we never finished. Because the wind moved. The, spirit, the cloud moved. We had to move with it. Final listening I will look at right now is Exodus 18. I'm tempted to, before we go to Exodus 18, this is a segue, but so I don't jump it. Exodus 15, verse 26. I want everyone to read it together. One, two, go! If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in His eyes, and pay attention to His commands, and keep all His statutes, then I will not bring on you any of the diseases I inflicted on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. If you will do what? Listen carefully. When you listen carefully, what will follow? If you listen carefully, you will do what is right in whose eyes? God's eyes. For those who always struggle with the word righteousness because of some of the confusion being caused by some people. Whenever you do what is right in God's eyes, that is righteousness. When you do whatever is right in your own eyes, that is self-righteousness. Anyone that tells you you shouldn't do what is right <laughs> is of the devil. Run. There's something like what is right. You define it by talking to the one. It's what's right in his own eyes. He, A king seated in judgment drives away all evil with his eyes. It's his eyes. You look at his eyes. What is he driving away? What is he doing? Watch him. What are the eyes of the Lord? Revelation 5. The Spirit of God. These are the eyes of the Lord. He saw the seven spirits of God around the throne. And he said, these are the seven spirits of the Lord that run through the earth. The eyes of the Lord go through the earth. Searching camp. They are the spirits of God. These are the seven spirits that before the throne of God. So, when you do what is right, according to the leading of the spirit, you 
and pay attention to his commands and keep all his statutes, then you will not have any diseases inflicting you because he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. Are you seeing him? He's the Lord who heals. <laughs> you want to stay free of disease? Now there are people that say, this is the law, this is the law. Go and drink alcohol. Smoke cannabis. Igbo. Weed. Eh? Use cocaine. Hmm? Steal from your neighbor. Oh? Commit adultery with your neighbor's spouse. Openly. Okay? See if you have disease or not. No, just do it because Jesus died. Jesus has taken care of your problem. You know, get wala. Go and do. Go and do what is not right in his eyes. How many of you have heard that this kind of thing don't apply to us, that God has done it all. He has been doing it. That is the law. So I am saying to you, in case you didn't hear me the first time, hmm? what are the Ten Commandments? That's not what you only got. Leave the first four, five. Do not honor your father and mother. Have you heard? Have you heard? Sorry. Um, so part of my ministry is to help wicked people to be more wicked. The Bible says, the Bible says, in the last book of the Bible, that let him that is unclean. Still unclean. Have you heard? So I usually help both sides. I use 99% of my time to help the righteous, but sometimes the wicked are listening. So I'm like, let me help you get your destination faster. I'm a very helpful person. Don't honor your father and mother at all. You haven't slapped them. You can steal. Okay? Now that one, I don't know, this one is not a matter of they will judge you in the, at the last day. The honor, they may judge you on this spot too. At the, I'm just clarifying you. You may not leave the spot of the crime alive. That's the only wala. Is, I want to say in Nigeria, in Africa, it's a lie. In America, they'll shoot you dead. The one is even worse. Here, they can beat you till you're weak. Only a few times will they kill a thief. In America, a woman will shoot you. A woman. Call Betty. Johnny, come here. Boom. Nobody will question her. Where were you when she saw you? In her house? <laughs> In America, anything can happen to you. Anything. Bam, they shoot you dead. You're a thief. Just beg that police catch you. That's not the honor. Don't commit adultery and don't kill. If you kill someone, someone might kill you back. Fast. Don't bear false witness. Don't covet. If you do any of those things I've just said, I suspect you may not be well. Committee adultery has a way of transferring disease. Whatever the other person has. The amount of disease that spread around this world because of adultery. 
All of you that think that God is wicked, when he used to say they should stone people that commit adultery, you don't know, you think you know anything. Was controlling sexually transmitted diseases too. You know where this person and carry? When they kill them and bury them, do you know whoever kills someone that will be unclean seven days if they touch the body? Do you see how the chances of transmission are reduced to near zero? You don't even understand God. Everything say this guy is wicked though. Sometimes it's disease control. That's all. That's all. Apart from the treachery, you betrayed your vows. You broke your vows. Every one of those laws you break exposes you to risk of your health not being okay. As you're standing to lie against someone, do you know what the Bible said is the consequence of lying against someone in a case? Who does not know? Flash your hand like that. The scriptures say that whatever would have been done to the person you lied against based on your testimony should be done to you. So if you're lying on someone would have resulted in their hand being cut off, According to the law of Moses, they have to take you when they find out you're lying and remove your hand because you wanted them to remove someone's hand. And the royal law is do unto others, you want done. So God started, royal law did not start in the New Testament. It seems. He didn't hear, he didn't see that remedy. Do unto others as you want done to you. Do unto others as you want done to you. Do unto, may they do unto you as you want done to others. That's the royal law. So when you're lying against her and you knew they would beat her out and throw out of the house, when they now beat you and throw you out of the house, why did they cry? Why cry? Didn't you lie on someone? When you lie on someone, you know it's not true and a third party is adjudicating. I am saying your health may not be optimal. Is this clear? This is how it works. So anyone that tells you that you don't have to do what is right, the healing is available. Go and sleep with a prostitute. Do anything you like. Many people don't know. They think the only disease to be afraid of is HIV. You don't know nothing. There are multiple sexually transmitted diseases which stay and never go away. If Jesus does not do something for you, it will never go away. It does not go away. It's like HIV stays inside you. And it's transmittable. You can be sick all your life from one sexual encounter. One. One. I've told you. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you. It's a fact. HIV, 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 the way HIV is handled now, you don't even know it even exists. There are things worse than it. More costly than it. To manage. Yes. Many. People talk. See. Those days, even till now, many times people don't know. They say, ah, the guy, they don't even know what's wrong with his head. What's that one that makes people go mad? Syphilis. Syphilis. Bunkers, some people you see on the road say they are mad. They have syphilis. 
Yes. Nobody goes mad from HIV. They used to lock people into in mental institutions in developed countries. They'll lock them up. They'll be crazy. From sleeping with someone, they go crazy. Because there's a, a disease causing pathogen that goes in and messes with your brain. It's not demons. Only that make people go bonkers. There's something like true brain disease, brain disease. Just like someone can have a sore on his hand. Your brain, parts of it can also be eaten up. And it affects your behavior because your brain is like your CPU. Central processing unit of your body. If parts of it inside there physically are damaged, it affects you here. Know it, know it, know it. If you listen to God, your chances of being healthy for the rest of your life increase astronomically. If you don't listen to God, your chances of being sick in this world increase astronomically. Have you heard me? I just said we should just branch and visit healing and its connection to health. You will be more healthy from listening to God than from taking medication and doing a thousand things. Just listening to God will take care of a major part of your health. Oh, if you can hear. You will not need to go to pharmacies. They will not take your money. How many of you love to give pharmacies your money? How many of you know pharmacies have a lot of money? Ah, you don't know. Uh, either tell us. Uh, tell us, in the pharmacies you have worked, an average of how many people walk through the door in a day? Let me ask you, are people sick in this world? Do they look sick when you sit on, when they walk in? Do they look sick? Not all the time, they don't look sick. What percentage? This one is not all the time. It sounds like 90% of the time they look sick. The other. Out of 100, how many look sick? They look sick. How many? Out of 100. Maybe 20. 20. That is what? 20%. Look sick. That means 80% that are sick don't look sick. Yes, sir. You don't understand what, what I'm driving at, right? They walk around like this, normal. They look like me. Hey, guy. And they are sick. Sick. Very sick. I wish I could ask them to start taking data for me. What percentage do you think have diseases that they may die from? If they don't take medication, they will die. Is it out of the 80? No, out of all. And uh, that looks like not. About 90%. Eh? Like 90 people out of that. If they don't continue taking medications, they will likely die. Uh, that's not the answer I expected. I was thinking she said 30%. Huh? Eh? So if there's no pharmacy in this world, they will die. Yeah, it's bad though. It's badder than I thought. Children, close your ears. It's badder. It is far worse than I thought. What? 
Okay, let's bring it down. Bring it down. How many? You think we may die? Say your mind. If they don't take their medication well for a week, a month, a year, however they take them. About 40%. You think 40% will die? Yes. The other 60 can survive, can survive without medication. What I mean is, yes, now you should understand my question. They will survive, they will live. If there's no medication, they just eat food, uh, normal food, okay, they will not die. 50%. About half. Yes. You think the other half will die? I'll go with 50. I always like to go down, down. So, not be as bad. Hmm? Okay. Now, the next question I'll ask. See, that answer she gave is a function of where the pharmacy is. Oh, yes. Now, you don't know the disease. There are kinds of disease in different places. <laughs> Completely different kinds of disease. Uh-huh. They, are, they are the kinds. Now, uh, I want to ask, about how many people do you think in the busiest pharmacy you ever worked? About how many people will you average? I know some people are terrible at this kind of answers. Terrible. I've met them. Horrible. If you ask them something that the answer is 50, they will tell you five. God forgive them. How many people do you think walk through the door of the business pharmacy you work in a day? Maybe 50 to I know 70. you guys do shift too. Yes. You do shift. So this is your, on your shift. Yes. So it's a calculate for, because there are times people go to the pharmacy. When do people go to the pharmacy? The evening. In the evening. So you base it on your night evening shift, not day shift. Day, people know they're sick. <laughs> Uh, in the nine is sick. When that, let's say 50 to 70. In this your present pharmacy and the busiest one you work with? In the busiest one. In IK. <laughs> okay. During one shift. Was it morning or evening shift? <laughs> morning. 50 to 70. So evening, what do you think the evening shift might see? Maybe 80 to 90. So total for a day, average. Give her the hundred plus. A hundred and that's a hundred plus. Eh? Twenty. No. Eighty seventy fifty plus eighty is not one hundred and twenty. That's one thirty. And you said fifty to seventy, that's one thirty to one one fifty. Give her the mic. Uh-huh. I know she works in a very busy pharmacy. About how many people do you think pass through your doors? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe you come tomorrow. You count, but, but say it off the top of your head. I'll count tomorrow, sir. 50 to 80. Amela, they lie. Me, when they go, can you imagine? Can you imagine this? <laughs> How can you compare it to you? Got to go, you got to go, they are not sick. <laughs> In the times I've walked into a pharmacy and spent, let me tell you how to calculate things, both of you. In the time, few times I've gone to a pharmacy in my life and spent 10 minutes. How many people did you see? How many? I'm asking you guys about how many people came in there too. I don't mean chemist though. The one by your house. No, I mean a pharmacy. Are those people not standing on their feet every time? I told you some people are not very good at estimating things. If about only 
Five people were there in ten minutes. How many ten minutes are there in a day? Oh yeah, nah. You're with me. Ten minutes between. Let's start from nine o'clock to nine o'clock. How many ten minutes are found? How many hours is that? Twelve hours. Twelve hours with sixty minutes each. Where's the calculator? Where are the calculators? You'll be forming super mathematicians. Huh? Seven hundred and twenty ten minute periods. Let's slash it to five. Five times seven hundred and twenty. One. One person per ten minutes. When you went, nobody else came. I said one. One person per minute. That's seven thousand people. That's seven hundred and twenty people. I'm sorry. That's seven hundred and twenty people. If only one person comes every ten minutes. And they go away. When you go, go and check. You give an answer to me on Sunday morning. Do you, don't you keep records? Your accountant keeps records. For every cell. How can count? Flip every receipt. Just go quickly through. Say, come for me. How many yesterday? You see the answer won't be what you thought. Uh, all this to make what point? Say it properly now. People are sick in this world. They are very sick. Once in a while, I stand and think of my life. Hey, I just shake my hand and say, thank you, Jesus. If not for children's, children's, pekins, peoples, this child of God, pharmacy, the road to it. Those are the places I get lost. Like, what we do here? Once in a while, rarely, you can go for, for a year and and go to a pharmacy twice. Thrice. Do you know how blessed you are? Final question to pharmacy. Some people's medication they must take daily. Every day. Till they die. Not cheap. Tell me the costless daily drug you know. The amount you think they spend per day on medication. 11,000 a card. A card. That's a card. How many tablets are in it? 10. So they take for 10 or 2 a day. 1 a day. 1 a day. And they one. need it for like a month. They need it for a month. What yes. do you mean? You say they take it daily now. They must keep taking it. Yes. There's no day they will not take it. Yes. So in a year, 365 of those tablets. Yes. 10, 365 divided by 10. That's how much money is that? Every 10 is 11. How much money is that for one? And they don't take only this one medication. They combine it with others. Yes, sir. So how much does that one medication cost? They won't use calculator. They'll see their heads. They'll be forming super genius. okay? How much? Do you hear? I won't... Let me close my Bible. I'm not reading again. So I'm not forcing. 400 and something thousand for one tablet, which they must. This disease, it only happens to rich people. No. Poor people too. Yes. Have come to buy it. Yes, but they can't keep up because of the costs. Therefore, they will die. <laughs> there will be, there are alternatives, but even those alternatives too can be costly. So they can't keep up, so they die. They, you guys are laughing. This is real stuff. This is why 
uh, roadside churches everywhere have business. Now God should heal and God can heal and God does heal some. But many fall into the hands of deceivers and they run here and there. They run here and there. They run here and there. Because they can't possibly keep up with this. People go into all sorts of crime to be able to provide to meet these things. So if one met, one, one, uh, one prescription drug is 400 and something thousand naira a year, how much money do you have? I am saying to you that God said, if you listen to me, you won't even be sick. All sorts of diseases will simply not touch you just because you listen to God. Therefore, and this is what we carry and go. Tell your neighbor, listen to God. Do what is right in his eyes, oh. Do what is right in Do what is right in God's eyes. God's eyes. God said I should do it. I will not do that one you said I should do. All your village people gather and say, you must do this one. He said, no, God said I should do the other one. I will not join a crowd to do evil. Don't join a crowd to do what is wrong. Quick story for those who don't know, because we have new people here. The Jews, there have been times in the world, there was a time, there was a big plague in Europe. People died everywhere, but the Jews, they don't believe in Jesus, so these recent Jews, I'm talking about 500 years ago, 600, 800 years ago, they didn't believe in Jesus. They are not Christians, but they were operating by the law of Moses. They didn't eat the things that the scriptures say, don't eat. Just because of that, they, everyone will be dying. Only the Jews, nobody would die. People even would accuse them and say, you're witches, you're the ones making us sick. Why are you people not sick? How come every Jew is healthy? And I came to understand that many times God spoke to his people, his Israel, whether it is the former ones in the flesh, after the flesh, or spiritual Jews. And he says, don't do something. I found out that it wasn't just, don't do it. I, just because I say you shouldn't do it, don't do it. It's a bad thing or... I think it's not holy. That's not the only reason. It's because literally the things he says do and don't do keep you healthy physically. When you don't eat bats and monkeys and all sorts of things, those animals, before any scientists discovered, God knew that they have the ability to carry disease-carrying pathogens that make people sick. And that is why when you read, I told, again, go and listen to the old messages. Every single thing God said to the Jews, don't eat. All of them carry wahala. All. All of them have the ability to give you sickness. And a lot of our sicknesses and issues in our body is directly related to the things we eat. That go into your physical mouth. I don't mean your spiritual. I don't mean your spirit. Your body. So I would suggest that while you read your Bible, you know, you're cruising through Leviticus, eh? That's I not eat the who and the hoopoe and the he and the ha. Uh, don't go like, <laughs> oh, this Old Testament. <laughs> when you eat it, it won't affect your spirit and won't affect your soul, but it will affect your body. And you may die at 62 when you could have died at 90. And many are dying every day. People will go when they die and wake up before God and say, Lord, 
I claimed and believed for long life. <laughs> you kept eating snail. <laughs> yeah, you thought I was a hoopoe. How can you just live peacefully like that this night? That must, must, yeah. You will not stop eating snail. Uh, you just removed about, uh, just about 13 years of your life. But you're here with me now. Come, my beloved. Take one. Did I say you will not go to heaven? I be, the last picture is God hugging you, Abby. It's just that you're not here again. You're on the other side. But I'm serious. Everything that eats something, what you eat, you're eating what that thing eats. Some part of it. Right, so everything you eat is passing something to you. No, no, but you shouldn't say, are you putting us under the law? Are you deaf? <laughs> I didn't say you should eat it. Eat what you like. But I'm saying as you they chop him so make you know. Say waiting man so nine go grow. so. It is what it is. What? <laughs> I don't know what, is it a song? Okay. It is what it is. Snails eat decomposing things. They eat poop. They eat, yes, yes. When I tell you stop eating dog, you yeah, eat dog. Dogs eat poop. They eat vomit. They eat trash. It goes into them. It's running in their blood. As you're eating, you're eating small sediments of what they eat. Will you eat water? God forbid. What is the difference? I've never known vultures to eat poop. It didn't do you. Is it a sin against your spirit? No. But you're hurting your body. All kinds of sediments. Why should you eat food you can grow? Why should you not eat endless canned things? Oh, you know, I just need to pick some canned beans. Buy beans from the market. Wash it well. Because those things that they carry food and keep for six months, two years, it does not spoil. It's against the law of nature. So nothing should stay wet and be okay that long. It should go bad. So whatever they put it in, that makes it stay the same. Embalmment fluid. <laughs> Wait, before you misinterpret me, I didn't say they use environment food to preserve canned food. I'm saying that they are things. Go and listen to the old messages. Yeah, me, I want to talk about Babylon and Zion. I want to be saying all this. Is it younger? Years ago, I was preaching all this, explaining it. And it's a fact. Ah, I love crab. I don't eat crab. Ah, I love lobsters. Avoid it if you can. When God gives me grace, my people will stop eating crayfish. Why do you eat in my house? You didn't see periwinkle in any Bibi man's house. Because it is what it is. Those guys are these guys that clean up your sea. Their job, God created them to clean up. So they go around sucking up all the bad stuff. Heavy doses of bad stuff. 
Now them they collect crabs, eat every dead person that died in the sea. The crabs ate them. They talk. What do you think their fox are for? They pluck, they pluck, they ate it. Can you eat cockroach? There is land and the sea. The sea has its cockroaches. I won't tell you what it is. Their job is to clean up. Their job, just like the cockroaches come out at night and clean up whatever is left, is a good job. They help you. If they didn't clean it up, there will be disease more. So they take it. Their body can process it. What happens? Do you know that smell when you kill a cockroach? What is that smell? No, it's a chemical that you know. Ammonia. That's how ammonia smells. They have these things running in them. Crabs have the thing they used to embalm inside their body. And many other things you like eating. Every single thing in the Bible that God said don't eat. That was why. So the most healthy people on earth, I was driving on the road and I heard the BBC. You know that Christian channel? <laughs> Sorry, BBC is not Christian. It's a British Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> The BBC is not a Christian or anything. And they talked about the healthiest people on earth. Guess who? Seven day Adventists. You know those people that keep the law. You don't know the seven day Adventists? They keep the law. Imagine them. They keep the law. They'll be there keeping law. Not eating anything except the law. Oh, they also happen to live longer than anybody on earth. 90, you're seeing them moving around normally. Healthy. They, normally they had 90 something, 100 and something. Normal. Till today. I don't mean then. I mean now. They searched them out and found them. In America, seven day Adventist. So say what you like. Think what you like. Argue what you like. What is is what is. They made a choice. That they would behave how? And somehow the thing came out inside their body. And they don't have all sorts. Why do you think people get sick? Because your chemical combination is messed up. That's all. Inside you is a lot of things that should not be inside you. Number one way it came in is through what you eat. What came into you. Why sexual transmitted disease culture? Because you have sexual uh, 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 interaction, intercourse with someone. Some fluids, your body is 70% fluid, liquid. So any door into you, your, that runs into your rivers and streams, anything at all that contributes to that is your life. The food you eat, the quality, every time you're drinking something, eating certain things, so as much as we can, let's try and keep it natural. Just a fact. Remember, I'm not talking about your spirit or your mind now. I'm talking about your body. I'm saying that this our God, this our God, by his hand, has the ability If you listen to him, to take care of everything in your life. The problem is we don't listen and nobody taught us to listen to him. Nobody. 
Someone pointed out and said that that scripture that says every food is good and nothing to be refused. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. He said yes now. That it's sanctified by the word. It's set apart by the word. That what the word set apart for food is good for food. You didn't hear me. Now I used to read that, that everything is good for food. I said no. He told you how you know what is good for food. Every food is good. Nothing to be refused. It's set apart. First Timothy 4, 4. For every creation of God is good. And nothing that is received with thanksgiving should be rejected. Because, and then he told you. It is sanctified by the word. The word sanctified means to set apart. Of God and prayer. So it should be something that God's word has set apart as food. Not everything. So when he told them, don't eat pork, pigs. Pigs make carry disease-causing pathogens. I hope, as they say now, that there are chemicals that they used to wash it. But do the people that kill the pig use anything on anything? Do they take the pork when they cut it and soak inside chemicals to anything where they come out? Come out. I think they don't roast it too. So unfortunately, pigs eat everything. And I picture of uncleanness. They eat every and anything. They don't eat grass. They are not sheep. Everything God said you should eat in the Bible has a safe thing it eats. Everything God said human beings should not eat in the scripture eats wrong things. It's what they eat that makes God say don't eat them. And many of them taste so nice. It is, that's, you know how sin is. <laughs> it is what it is, my people. <laughs> I will encourage you as you leave here to go. Please forget about this thing. You guys seem very involved when I start talking about food. <laughs> Thank God for every food you see. Pray for it. And eat it. Say, God, you know how things are. <laughs> the mercy of God and the power of God can restrain. Are you hearing me? Uh, but there's a reason we die at 70 if we try. And <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Yes. Yes, it, it, it's so. People have got it just so. But, but I just wanted to stop and show you the power of listening to God. You can serve God and God calls you home early. Jesus listened to the Father and God, the Father told him, your time is up. But if your time is not up, every area of obedience you have in this life, everything in scripture, one day I'll show you something about scripture, how it is divine, a supernatural collection of books. There's nothing natural about this collection, nothing. Nothing. The whole scripture is mathematically proven. I'm planning to do it on Red Church Truth. So when, when we, that episode comes out, watch it. Every letter is a number. The scriptures as it is, there's no, there's nothing like this on earth. Every single book of the Bible has perfect numerics. Seven, 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 seven times eight, seven times two, seven times, thirteen times, eleven times. There's no book on earth. The chances of having 24 occurrences of 7 in numbers is 
one in a quintillion. A quintillion is what you have after a billion, a trillion, a quadrillion, and a quintillion. To find seven sevens, 14 sevens, when you take all of those letters and change to numbers, the number it is, Hebrew, the letter is a number. Have you seen Roman numeral? X, have you said X? I? X, I is what? 11. How is it 11? Is it X, I, 11? It's letters, but it's numbers. That's how Hebrew is. It's numbers and it's letters at the same time. The whole scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, is numbers. And they are perfectly arranged. It's impossible because if you try to put together seven sevens together of 21 or 28 seven occurrences of, that is, is a sentence, but it's also one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of this, one, two, three, five, seven together. You have a chance of succeeding one time in a quintillion. The whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation is numbers only. The book is impossible. It cannot exist. Don't worry, I'll give you something. I'll cut something and paste. In between, people are arguing, is the Bible real? This alone, this alone, there's no discussion. No human mind. And when they, Abi, they say human beings wrote the Bible. I repeat, the book is impossible. Because the greatest brains on earth do not have the power to make even one verse of the Bible. You read it and it makes sense. It reads like normal. But it's also perfect numbering system. It's impossible. This collection of books, it can't exist. It shows that it's one mind that puts it together. And it's genius. It's not of this world. Meanwhile, you say 40 people wrote it. 33 people, depending, wrote it. If they wrote it, then how come the number spacings are perfect? Books match books across books. While we argue, human beings wrote it. A human being could not have written the Bible if you see the Bible through the numbers, numerics. I'll post it. I'll, I'll, I'll have, I'll clip it out. Tomorrow is Saturday. We'll post it out. So you can look at it. Just a page. It's a book, but I'll give you a page. Your mind should explode. I read this thing. A Russian professor that was a lecturer of Albert Einstein. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Some of you are like, Albert, wait, who? <laughs> and your mother said, go to school. You went to pluck fruit. <laughs> Panin was a lecturer at the time to Einstein. He was a Harvard professor. And he became a Christian. And he said, he spent 12 to 18 hours every day. Bring out the numbers that make the Bible. And he said, it's not possible. It's not, this book, is not possible a human being wrote it. Because when human beings try, say, let me see if I can make it a sentence, but also make the numerics line. They never succeed. I repeat, the book is impossible. But it's because you read it in language. You can't see. Can you picture writing? Let me give an example. X, 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 X. No. You write words. You write, the man came home. And it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 
he never returned again. One, two, three, four, five. So these occurrences. That's what I mean. Features. Ten. Ten. It's perfect. And it just keeps repeating itself. And then it goes to 13, 13, 13, 13. And then it does that. And all of them are perfect sentences. Then you make a whole, the whole 66 books of the Bible. All are like that. Then when you read it, you just say, and the man went here. You don't even know what you're seeing. People now sit down and say, okay, I'm going to do my own. Then nobody can do it. They can't. They can't write sentences and also make the numeric perfect. It's impossible. Because the spirit of God moved on men. Therefore, when you see people arise and say foolish things like, eh, this Bible, there's error in it. How can God just tell them? I wish we could use our hands to put on people's faces and push them. Jesus. You are troubled about the food. Pray about it and eat it. But the main point is that your health, right? I'm just trying to tell you, the more you listen to God, the more at peace your life will be in every area. Can you stand to your feet? Did you learn anything? Yes, tell the Lord, thank you for your word. They are living. Your words, they are life. They are spirit and they are life. Father, we are thankful. We thank you for light. We thank you for understanding. We thank you for the truth. Thank you for the light. Thank you, Father, Father, making our paths so bright. We give you praise, God. Oh, we give you praise, God. Da, da, da. We praise the Lord for the truth from Lord your word. We thank you for the sword as we fight in one accord and we give you praise, God. Oh, yes, we give you praise, God. Da, da, da. Oh, you're grateful, holy God, for the ways that you teach us. So we bless your holy name for our Lord Jesus. We give you praise, God. Da, da. Oh, yes, we give you praise, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah means praise the Lord. Our Lord is worthy of praise. One prayer, God, please. I want to be healthy. Help me to listen. That's a prayer. <laughs> it's your body. I don't want to have headaches. I don't want to have fevers. I don't want to have dysmenorrhea. I don't want to have all these things. What must I do? What must I listen to for my life to be as healthy as it can be? I want to be free of the diseases that afflict the people of Egypt to this world. I would like to walk healthy and strong. Please, my father, Cause my ears to listen. Tell me what I must know. I and my progeny, my family, I want us, oh God, to enjoy good health. Show us what we must do. There's a place for us where healing waters flow, where peace will come and love will grow. 
By a river of compassion, a house filled with love. Somewhere in His perfect grace, there's a place for us. Merciful God, please help us. Deliver us from the things that afflict the world. Lift your hands, everyone. Father, I appeal together with your children for good health for every one of us. Even pre-existing sicknesses that are present here, we came to your presence. For in your presence there's fullness of joy. Your I am pleasures evermore. Can you lead us back to you? your presence now. Let there be a release of fullness of joy. I ask that internal conditions that are contrary to good health and fulfillment of purpose be cured. Let the very nature of sickness which you came with all your mighty power to exclude from the lives of the inhabitants of the earth May we, your children, partake bountifully. Every sediment, every chemical disorder running within our veins and arteries and our hearts stuck to the very cells of our natural being. I curse you to your roots. May you be expelled through the waste in the name of Jesus. May life flow through your bodies now. 
Listen to the power of Jesus. We have listened to our shepherd and we've responded. They responded, Lord, by coming here physically. Saved or unsaved? I ask that your power come on them. They responded by calling on you. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Body be saved in the name of Jesus. Every wicked affliction transmitted by any means whatsoever. Sexual, digestive, infectious, contagions of any kind. Nasal, respiratory, nervous, alimentary, muscular, skeletal. Every system that works in this physical vessel we carry. Hear the word of the Lord. By his stripes we were healed. Listen. By his stripes you were healed. Body you are healed by the authority of Jesus. All evil be driven from before the spirit of God's word. The eye of the king seated in judgment. I decree judgment on the oppressors of these children of God. I judge you to your roots. I judge you to your roots. Put your hands on your head. Put your hands on your head. I judge sickness to its roots in the name of God. Let life cross through your being. The causes of headaches that repeat themselves. Every form of atrophy, deterioration of any aspect of your bodies. Everyone hearing, seeing, listening, partaking now or later. Stomach linings be restored. Be stitched together by the word of the creator. Every wound within called also. Every wound, karibu braka shibadu Man will not live by food alone. By the word now live. By the word of God now live. Live in the name of Jesus. Every cell that should be alive and active within you, live in Jesus' name. Be restored. Where there are dead cells, live in Jesus' name. Bone marrows, caribou, bra. Live in Jesus' name. Amen. Brain cells, live in Jesus' name. Muscular walls, muscle walls that have deteriorated due to whatever cause. Cartilage, caribou, shaka. Live in Jesus' name. Everything that is out of order, not in place. Anything that, every antibody that exists was created by the Most High to counter the effects of disease within you that has been depleted for whatever reason. Thrive in Jesus' name. Abound and fight. Abound, abound, abound in the name of Jesus. Let the bodies abound with antibodies. Necessary for war against sickness in every area. Amen. 
Across every affliction that sexual transmission wither and die. For we belong to Jesus. We are in the presence of our King. Lord, I place a demand for a release of healing angels. Every place where surgery is needed, let them go to work. And let restoration become accomplished. Let it be known far and near that our God is good. He has done for us what no man can do. Thank you, great God. Thank you, great God. Let's just sing one song, one minute. He has done for me. He has done for me. Has he done for you? What my father cannot do. What my mother cannot do.
Praise the Lord. It's called gratitude. And when God does something for you, you tell him thank you. I know some of you, you're only used to saying thank you when you have seen. But blessed is he who believes without seeing. Oh yes, the testimonies will come in their time. When you've <laughs> gone to a doctor, when you've confirmed, make sure you give God glory. Okay? Make sure. Make sure you give God glory. The glory he deserves. Our God, like I said, is simple. Doesn't have to be extremely complicated for him to do anything. Alright? How many of you believe God walked in people's bodies? Now the truth is, is there are two kinds of people. They are the ones who are sick who have no clue. There's no money to have any clue. <laughs> if you are abroad, you know you're sick. Number two, and that's a majority, by the way. That's just a majority. Uh, go to the hospital, you're shocked. The things they will tell you is inside you. You're like, eh? Amy? Babu. Then they are the ones who know. Those are the ones that usually can testify. The other ones can't. Till you see the Lord and he tells you, do you know you had this problem and I healed you? You go like, wow. Oh God, if I knew that, I'd be more grateful. Be grateful all the time. Do you understand me? I hope you do. Alright, so God has been good to us. He's loving. Alright? He's just healing people, even here now. And in addition to that, he's given us wisdom for life. Everything I said, try and eat as naturally as possible in this world. Never, no matter how rich you become. Have you heard stories or seen rich people? The richer they get, the more they eat all sorts of strange things that have no taste. Huh? Leaves and stuff. But you, you think when I have money, I'll buy a lot of cake, I'll buy this. They've done all that and it has made them very sick. Uh huh. So, so we are going to be healthier and stronger as we try and eat more and more naturally. Eat things that are safer. They exist. They are not necessarily more costly than a good one. And we are blessed in our countries, not as bad as places like many of the Western countries because they use a lot of chemicals. They spray, they, they use so many chemicals in trying to make so much money. The love of money is a terrible thing. They, they use, all, they don't want weeds. We, we still weed some farms, except the big farms that produce for mass, all that. Uh-huh. All those chemicals make us sick. Oh, so chemicals make us sick. Uh, you know, does the things do, and then wanting to eat everything makes you sick too. But if you will not, if you will be patient, if you will have self-control, our basic foods are okay. Many of the problems we have with our teeth, with our bodies, is linked to too many things. And chemicals, some of you, you don't, the chemicals like perfume and all that, you know, you spray it on your body, skin, you know, you use, there are soups. Some of you used to have a certain soup that we ban. They say it had mercury, all those things. But people say, ah, that soup works. And as it was walking, it was walking. <laughs> it was walking evil within you. Yeah, so you use it and the thing changes. But inside, mercury went into you. Things that a human body should not come in contact with. So there are things we use, chemicals. That's why, again, try and keep it natural. Try and be natural as you can. Don't be jealous of people who look extremely... Don't. When I say natural, natural, the people in this church, go and listen to old messages. Girls, for example, don't walk on high heels. Walk on flat shoes as much as you can. Why? Because your bones will tell you the truth. It's coming. Just wait. Degenerative bone disease. These are real things. Your knees. When you're walking on high heels, you're leaning forward. 
you are pushing yourself back. You're not walking normally. You're constantly pushing yourself back while you're walking on heels because the heels pushed you forward. So you are pushing back. So you walk around pushing yourself back. You're messing with your bones. It seems simple, but it's real. Messing with your knees. Messing so years from now. I say, my child, mm, my knees. Then you say old age. Which old age? Go to the village. Which old age? Who said it's old age? It's those things you walked on for 35 years. That's what happened to you. The price of beauty. All sorts of things. So try and don't just do things. Actually talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, please talk to me about my lifestyle. And as he points out things here and there, remember, he won't tell you this is a sin. That's why most people don't listen to these kinds of things. Because after all, it's not a sin. Yes. But it's tampering with me. So listen to the Lord and the wisdom in the word. And it will make your, while we are here in this earth, our experience will be easier. Do I still eat things that I know uh, in the scriptures that is, the law said, no, it's, I do. Why? Because I almost have no say. I do, I adjust some, I avoid certain things. I try not to eat pork. Try, it's really nice. But the last time someone offered me pork, I don't know, it was the strangest feeling. I don't know what happened to me. It felt as if I was eating a human being. I don't know. I think it was supernatural. I just started, because the family got me and then I just dropped it. I didn't want to eat it anymore. Just felt somehow. But I know it's very nice. But again, everything we do, we go with our mouth and feelings. So please, let these things you have heard. Jesus heals all things. You know that. But you and I still know that most Christians have died like normal people. Yes? Yes? Even though Jesus heals. Uh -huh. But wisdom contributes to Jesus helping you. Is that okay? Uh, so try not to harm your body. Don't say, no, there's this thing I rob. and it, Don't rob anything that changes you. Don't do anything that is abnormal. Leave them all alone. Don't use bleaching creams that make your skin color change. Don't at all. Don't at all. Don't, if your mother somehow has not told you that you, if you have a CS, that they, when they stitch it and it refuses to hold, you should be told these things. Natural skin elasticity, what you eat, everything goes into you. I'm not talking about sexual immorality. We spoke about that last week. We talked about witchcraft. You shouldn't, it shouldn't be mentioned that a Christian did sexual anything. So there's nothing to say there. This other one, what goes into you, it affects you. It doesn't affect your spirit, but it can affect your body. Is this clear? Try. Don't go to someone's house and say, in this house, no more, before they throw you out. There's no space in my house. So, but when you have your own house, much as possible, try and keep it natural. Don't, no, I don't like this, I don't like this. Like it. Many of the things you don't like are the counter to those you Yes. For the sake of those who don't know. Watermelon. Eat the seeds. Eat it with the seeds. Papa, eat it with the seeds. Antiparasitics is killing parasites within your body. Why do you buy drugs when you throw away the counter to your problems? We keep throwing away everything. You think it tastes bad. None of them taste bad. I was like you once. Can I was not born like this now. Eat it. It tastes very nice. Some of those seeds are very nice. But the other one is like pepper, lightly. Papa is like pepper and it's gone. Partake in as, I'm not saying you should eat orange seed though. I didn't say you should eat every seed. You'll not survive eating orange seed. 
your tongue will rebel. It might riot. It might go on strike. But there are things you can tell. A little of it, it goes into you. Some, you eat a lot of it. That's medication. That it goes into you and fights bad, bad things inside you. The good food. When you're cooking leaves, don't cook it and cook it for one hour and say, I like it soft. No, your grandmother was not crazy when she puts those leaves and brings down the pot at once. Eat it. Why do you eat salad then? The raw it is, the better. The more raw it is, the better. Eat it lightly. When you cook it, you kill all the vitamins. Then you go and buy GNLD. <laughs> Confusion. Confusion. And that's dry GNLD, but this was fresh. So we do so many things we shouldn't do. As we discover things, I think it's one of the things we start doing. We'll be sharing with you guys. Let's share. Or you read. I have some books that are good, but many of them are foreign. So they don't talk about our own foods. The more you can eat close to earth, the healthier you be. All that, no, I don't like coconut. I like biscuits. I like, you see, coconut, eat it. Anything God made, direct. Thank God we don't have as much chemical. White people, they eat the direct one, but chemicals have soaked it. So their little children have type 2 diabetes. And our people have started having. They keep things so clean that nobody has normal defenses against disease. Stop taking antibiotics. Stop saying you have typhoid. Go and ask a doctor what I'm saying. A real doctor. Stop taking antibiotics. Every time you take antibiotics, you weaken your antibodies that fight disease. They get weak. The antibiotics come in and do, and all your, your antibodies inside your body, the things that fight disease, go and sleep. They go and fall asleep. Because of the antibiotics you're taking. It's like losing all your security guards. The problem is as antibiotics come and leave, every time it leaves your body weaker. They won't tell you because they make money from it. Three doctors have heard it from directly. The older doctor told, or indirectly, the other one. He asked the man, say, I have typhoid. He said, do you eat feces? How do you have typhoid? You don't have no typhoid, nothing. But they will keep saying you have. When you go and do a test, you say they saw it. It's always there. Go and do a test tomorrow. Who, who obeyed me? Are you guys so poor you don't obey me? Last time I said this, I said, go and do a test. Now that you're perfectly healthy, go and do a test for typhoid. Who wants to go tomorrow? I'll give you the money for it. Who go? Please, I need people to go. I'm not joking. I'm serious. I need people that are perfectly healthy. You feel perfectly fine. I want you to go to a lab tomorrow and do a typhoid test and tell me the result on Sunday. Or you can send a message. Yes, how many? I see almost one. How much does it cost today? Typhoid test. Huh? Raise your hand now. Don't waste my time. One, two, three. Why are there only three people? They'll just take, it's not blood they take. They'll take a li- what do they, eh? What kind of cowardly group of people are this? Is it not just small blood they take? How many of you go to do tests when you're sick? Raise your hand. Keep your hand up. I'm going to pick a few of you. You habitually go to do tests. It's your habit. Every two months you have gone to do tests. Keep your hands. The five of you I'm seeing, you're the ones that will go and do tests tomorrow. <laughs> Just make sure you're perfectly healthy. Go and do tests for malaria and typhoid. Come and tell us the results. If you don't see those two things in you right now. It's you that is ignorant. Those things are always there. So you go, now I saw the test result. I say it's always there. It's in you. I didn't say it lives in you. It does. <laughs> are you hearing me? So stop being deceived. I'm helping you here. I'm helping you. Let's stop 
running around like headless chickens, please. Make sure after this you get money from me. How much? Five, five hundred there. How much? One, two. Is it worth the cost? It is. It is worth the cost. Because they are unbelievers here. They, everything I say, they doubt. I'll give you the money. I'll give you the money. In fact, let me give you the money now. How much? Count. If it's not enough, I'll add. Do the test tomorrow. Make sure you meet. If you eat with it. How much? 3,000 is not enough. Can three people be a test? I'll add, I'll add a thousand naira after that. Go together to one or go to separate places and do test. Your body is a gift from God. Take care of it. When you expose it to harm, it's harm. Is this good? Don't be greedy, don't be indisciplined. Take care of your body. I'm not saying you should go and do bodybuilding. You don't have to do bodybuilding to be healthy. But live a life that is normally active. Just be normally active and eat properly. And don't be greedy. Don't overeat. And your health will be much better. A lot of you won't have sickness. You won't be coming to me. Pray for this. Pray for that. Even though God does healings and miracles. But you don't even need to be sick. A lot of females, this menorrhea, all that painful menstruation you have is what you eat. How many of you have noticed when you eat certain things that you don't go through terrible pain? When you have your monthly cycle? Yes. Yes. That's how real it is. That's how real it is. Everything you take in has some effect. So try and process and then have some things. In this church, you have to find a food club. Before you get pregnant to start having church, let our bodies be healthy. Hmm? While we wait for Jesus. Whether we die in a prison or in a cross, or at old age, however we die, let it be healthy. Father, I thank, I thank you for this chance to gather with your children. I ask that you go with us as we go. I ask good God, good God, I ask you, Father, that you receive every offering that has been given in the last couple of days. Replenish, oh God. Give them the capacity to serve and give more. We are so grateful for your provision. I also ask you, Father, that you provide for the needy. Let none lack amongst us. Thank you. As our people put their hands to the plow and walk, help them to excel. Thank you. Bless them as they go. Amen. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.